From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refute evolution, and give you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. The issue of race has become extremely contentious in the last few years. Regrettably, many proposed solutions ignore the real history of humanity, so they'll just exacerbate the problems. However, the answer is straightforward, returning to the Bible's history starting in Genesis. When preaching the gospel to the Athenians on Mars Hill in Acts 17, Paul went back to creation. This includes the fact that all nations come from one man, as stated in Acts 17.26, whom Paul affirmed as the first man Adam in 1 Corinthians 15.45. This totally rules out the claim that a population of humans evolved from a population of ape-like creatures that evolved from pond scum. Because God made Adam and his wife Eve in his image and likeness, all their descendants are God's image bearers. Genesis 1.26-28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That means all other people who have ever lived, regardless of race or sex. Sadly, many in the church do not believe this. However, this common descent means that we also inherit the sin nature of Adam that we acquired after the fall. This came from inevitable physical death. Romans 5.12 Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So, regardless of race or gender, all humans need to be saved, and the only solution to this is the one who Paul called the last Adam. This is the God-man Jesus Christ, a descendant of Adam via Noah, See Luke 3.23-38 Since all other people come from Adam, Jesus can be our promised kinsman-redeemer by virtue of being related by blood to those he redeems. Isaiah 59.20 And a redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the Lord. The sin nature of man also led to the judgments of the flood and Babel. For the latter, The descendants of the eight flood survivors disobeyed God's command to fill the earth, and built a silly tower instead. So God confused the languages and forced people to spread out. This division was by languages, not race, as different races did not yet exist. Racial distinctions arose because of the division into small, isolated populations. Another consequence of abandoning biblical teachings is slavery. All races have been both victims and perpetrators, but God gave man dominion over the rest of creation in Genesis 1.28, not other people. He told Adam that he would eat by the sweat of his own brow, not by the sweat of other people's. 
Later, God used Moses to free the Israelite people from Egyptian slavery, and later made it a capital crime to kidnap or sell people as slaves or to own such a slave. Read Exodus 21.16 and 1 Timothy 1.10. Thus, these passages explicitly forbid the slave trade, including the Middle Passage, and thus the antebellum American slavery. God also forbade the return of escaped slaves in Deuteronomy 23.15-16. This contradicts the Antebellum American Fugitive Slave Act. Darwin and most of his followers for the next decades pushed racist views. For example, the leading German advocate of Darwinism, Ernst Haeckel, railed against the biblical view that taught descent from a single couple because this would imply equality of races. Rather, he cited an authority claiming, If Negroes and Caucasians were snails, zoologists would universally agree that they represented two very distinct species, which could never have originated from one pair of gradual divergence. The 20th century evolutionist and staunch anti-racist Stephen Jay Gould admitted to the strong impetus evolution had to foster racism. To do so, it needed to undermine Christian teachings of racial equality. Biological arguments for racism may have been common before 1850, but they increased by orders of magnitude following the acceptance of evolutionary theory. The litany is familiar. Cold, dispassionate, objective, modern science shows that races can be ranked on a scale of superiority. If this offends Christians' morality or a sentimental belief in human unity, so be it. Science must be free to proclaim unpleasant truths. We'll look at the harm that evolutionist racism has done right after a short break. Hey listener, the subject of origins is important to the gospel, and you can use it to equip your church. The key point that Creation Ministries International has been making for years is that young minds need creation apologetics training from very early on. It is those who do not get answers from an early age that seem most vulnerable to apostasy, which is why we give 1,200 eye-opening creation presentations in churches and schools globally each year. Our team of speakers deliver powerful presentations on the reliability and scientific accuracy of the Bible. You can host an event at your church, and it's really easy. Our experienced team will guide you through the process, and there are no set speaking fees. Visit creation.com slash events today to request a speaker, or find a speaking event coming up we may already have in your area that you can attend. The sordid racist views of early evolutionists couldn't fail to infect American intelligentsia. Just as today, the ideas of academia in one generation will become the public policy of the next. For example, the infamous biology textbook of the Scopes trial, George William Hunter's A Civic Biology in 1914, taught a generation of school kids the following. At the present time, there exist upon the earth five races of varieties of man, each very different from the others in instincts, social customs, and, to an extent, in structure. These are the Ethiopian or Negro type, originated in Africa, the Malay or Brown race, from the islands of the Pacific, the American Indian, the Mongolian or Yellow race, including the natives of China, Japan, and the Eskimos, and finally, the highest type of all, 
the Caucasians, represented by the civilized white inhabitants of Europe and America. Another appalling incident was the imprisonment of a human being in New York's Bronx Zoo, Otabenga. He was a pygmy from Africa, although not especially short at 4 foot 11 inches, and had been widowed twice and left with children. This didn't matter to the zookeepers who used him as an exhibit of human evolution. As intended by the exhibit, some visitors asked, Was he a man or monkey? Was he something in between? Is it a man? A German spectator asked. The zoo apologized a mere 144 years too late, but of course would not admit the real evolutionary reason for the exhibit. Darwinian racist ideas have some terrible consequences in other countries too. For example, in the 1800s, Australian aboriginals were killed and their bodies taken to museums around the world for examination and display as missing links. In April 2019, just one museum in Germany returned the remains of 53 individuals to Australia. And later the same year, another German museum repatriated the heads of Maori individuals back to New Zealand. Too many churches have abandoned the literal history of Genesis, the only solution. Instead, they have embraced evolutionism, a major part of the problem. The best way to counter bad thinking and ideas is not censorship, but good ideas. But if people want to tear down statues of perpetrators of racism, then they should start with Darwin's. You can be sure that at Creation Ministries International, we will not shrink from the battle of proclaiming the true origins of our history as recorded in Scripture. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell. You'll find lots of interesting related content in the links and show notes. This episode's article was written by Dr. Jonathan Sarfati. Be sure to listen to our other show, Creation.com Talk. Visit our events page to find a creationist giving a presentation in your local area. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter at Creation.com slash donate. If you want the latest noteworthy research and news, subscribe to Creation Magazine. From everyone at creation.com, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.